0: Let him sing. Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Penick. And we got LPG in the van. We had him on in the van in Detroit, so we'll have that, the last van interview of the summer. Justin, you're back in New Jersey, in your home, and I'm back in Florida. How you doing?
1: Hey, Bobby Skinner. Uh, I'm doing well. It's like I, I I don't even know what to do. The fact that we're recording together for the first time in a while, I'm not sitting next to you, I'm not in an office, I'm not in a van miss being in that van we spent a lot of time in that van together uh this past week and i'm doing well uh, i'm really excited to get back to metlife stadium this friday with uh you know i think about maybe 70,000 of my close friends will be there
0: yeah so on, on today's episode we want to we, we're going to kind of do a little bit of a look back at the preseason game but focus on the rookies. so one i want to talk about the interior offensive line those guys um and then the two rookie corners and jalen high you know figured the day three guys Besides Hawkins, because he's starting, with, we want to go too deep into. Also, a little scheduling, uh, pro, uh, note, alert. So we have player profiles coming out tomorrow and Thursday. Friday, since the game is on Friday, we're not going to put out a pod Friday, so you'll have a game out, a pod out Saturday morning. Um, unless you join us on Patreon, like TJ Knapp. I feel like I know that name for somewhere. Rich Pro. He's a pro and he's rich. Jamie Busold, not not Buford. Jamie Busold, Joe Ave, Avellino. Avellino. Zach Jacobs. Jacob Jacob. Smith. Gucci. Gucci. Zach Israelite. He's grafted in. And Ray J or R J. Reskigno. Mm. Isn't R J the name of the uh, brother of Michael Orr who scammed him? Wow. No, it's K J. No, it's R J. No, it's S J. SJ, we were, were both, both wrong. We were both confidently wrong.
1: Haha. Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. $2 a month plus some other tiers. You can hang out with us and watch us be both confidently wrong all the time. I told a story to Patreon. Um, I was texting with the Giants player this past weekend, and they know the who I was texting with because I told them the story. Uh, Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. Thanks to our patrons. And like Bobby said, come hang out with us on the Friday night when I get back from MetLife. To hear the game recap a little earlier, then you're already going to listen to it, because I know you. You're going to listen to it, because you love it, and you love the Giants. And you can hear Justin talk about texting with Ryan Jones. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Huge. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Interior <laughs> offensive line. I want to start with that. Thank you to Patreon. So, I went back, and I just w- went did a run-through of John Michael Smiths, Ben Bredesen, and Josh Azudu. And I want to start with John Michael Smiths. His past protection film... It's really good, man. Like, and I I know it's for his Lions backups, and I still do have some reservations. I want to see him against starters, and the Lions starters aren't even that great on the interior, anyways. But it looked really good from a technique span standpoint. You know, the the question mark I have now is when you watch, like, remember the the old the film breakdown I did of the practices, and it was like John Michael Smith's. This technique is good, but. Dexter Lawrence is just overpowering you. That's my only question left now because the technique is really good. It's really sound. He's a smart player. He's picking up stunts. He's picking up uh, blitzes. The question is, can he handle the strength of the top NFL guys?
1: I wanted to stop you before because I know when you get going about O-line play, you don't stop. I have a very clear, most impressive play from John Michael Schmitz's game versus the Lions, and I want to find out if it's the same as yours. Um, When he picked up that stunt, it was, I believe, did I write down the quarter? I did not write down the quarter. I think I might have been in the, uh, it was obviously the first or second quarter, I think. But there was an interior linebacker that's blitzing, um, starts kind of like on that outside shoulder of the interior defensive lineman closer to the B gap. And then linebacker stunts around, goes across the face of JMS. JMS comes off the block, double teaming with the Zudu for the interior defensive lineman, just levitates smooth feet smooth hands boom right there picking up that stunt fast linebacker too uh everything happened kind of fast and he just picked it up absolutely perfectly was that your favorite play from jms's debut
0: no just because i stunt pickup to me is like get it done not this like th- it was definitely impressive but i just like smooth, the. Yeah. i like the one-on-ones with defensive line and that's what tells me how good of, of a blocker you are um, but yeah, those. I mean, there was two stunt pickups that he had that were really, really nice. One versus Jack Campbell. And there was the other one where Azudu like kind of shit the bed on it well, a little bit. Yeah, that,
1: that when, was when that we the talked one. About, when we talked about it, when we talk about Azudu, I was going to bring up how JMS's most impressive play to me was Josh Azudu's second worst play of the game for me. So,
0: but yeah, John Michael Smith's like he gets off the snap, his hands like, and it's a great comparison. If you want to, if you guys want to go rewatch it, and I know it's hard without all twenty two, but if you want to go rewatch it, just watch John Michael Smith's hands and go watch Joss Azuda's hands, and then you will you will see the difference in good hand usage. Yeah, Uh, where John Michael Smith is not like punching and leaning and like just trying to like knock guys back with his pass protection punch, it's very it's calm, it's 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 good placement. Is he's reworking his hands. So the technique is all there, man. The question the only question I have left for John Michael Smith in the pass protection game is how can he handle like the upper body strength of you know the Jonathan Allen's, the Daron Payne's of the world, Mozzie Smith. And we never really got a matchup with him at Michigan despite them both being in the Big Ten. Shout out College Football Realignment. Um those are that's like the only question mark I have left. But he was really impressive, man. And if you if you ask me, like who's the player of the game on offense? Like who who is? It? For me, it's John Michael Smiths. Unless you yeah. want to say Cole Beasley. Like there's re- there, there's really to me there's no other candidate outside of Cole Beasley. Unless you really were enamored with Tommy DeVito. But even then, like I think it's John Michael Smiths was the player of the game on offense.
1: I selfishly hope Tyree Phillips comes back and. You know, we're I I think we're going to see the starters a little bit versus the Panthers this upcoming Friday. That includes John Michael Schmitz. Let's get Evan. Evan Neal may not clear concussion protocol, but let's get Andrew Thomas out there. Matt paired at right tackle. Hopefully Tyree Phillips can come in. So we're not relying on Wyatt Davis at the same time that John Michael Schmitz is the center because I selfishly want to see the quarterbacks hold the ball a little bit more instead of snap and then quick release. Because I exactly want to see where you're talking about with John Michael Schmitz. Can he can he establish an anchor? Can he hold his interior if he's going one v one versus a nose tackle? How can he hold up? Because I felt there were so many times where he held up really nice and the technique was nice, but quarterback is getting rid of the ball so quick, or the quarterback is just getting their you know getting put on their ass because the tackles are so bad. JMS is there, but I want to see if he can hold up that power, like very similar to what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I mean in this week versus Carolina. I mean, do they have any dudes that are going to test him in that? I don't – I don't – Derek Brown hasn't really panned out. Um, So, I mean, there's – it's still a question mark of how he can do that. But in the run game, I – Run game, I thought was fairly solid. Was it, there wasn't any really bad reps, but I just thought I could get to his angles better a little bit in space. And I know I talked about that on the, on the recap pod. But yeah, man, I was, I was very impressed watching John Michael Smith. It's like, okay, this film is translating from college. And again, he's an older rookie too at 24, like Ben Bredesen is 25, you know, Andrew Thomas is what, 23? 24. 20, 24. So he's the same age as these guys, but still it's just a big difference going from college to the NFL. And I thought for the first preseason game, he handled it really, really well.
1: Yeah, it left a little bit to be desired for me in the run game. Now, they were doing a whole lot of putting guards and centers out in space where they were like, oh, moving, moving, moving. Almost every single running rushing attempt, they were moving. And I guess I, they're tough blocks. So I guess I would have liked to see John Michael Schmitz work up to the secondary level a little bit more, maybe get to linebackers a little bit better. But they're really tough blocks. When you're telling an offensive lineman to go run full speed up at a linebacker and then the linebacker is also running full speed, go try and catch him and you know, I'll not allow him to hit the running back. So that's a tough I do block. want to
0: talk about the running game in that too, that – the Lions were doing some things that were just showing up that James Robinson is bad. Like they were, they would they would shoot the defense alignment into one gap, have the linebacker loop around, and James Robinson. I don't want to see him get wrapped with the first team in, in preseason games anymore. I think those should be reserved for backs to to see what they can do because James Robinson one is slow and two the vision was really really bad. Like, was just not reading his keys and was just look, like, looking just like, okay, where's, where's a hole a first, when I'm, when I'm at the mesh point with the ball, where looks like there's space instead of reading what the linebackers were actually doing and what the defensive linemen were doing. Um, so that was like a lot of times where it's like, especially in the short yardage situations where the lines were doing that stuff on purpose. It's like, okay, dude, you're just, you're, you're simply reading the defensive linemen. All right. Josh Azudu. This was frustrating. You know, and we talk about John Michael Smith and his expectations and stuff. You know, he was only picked 10 spots ahead of where Josh Azudu <laughs> yeah. was picked in the year before draft. Yeah. Right? Like, 10, 10 spots. Like, you know, JMS was 57. Azudu was picked 67. Paychecks are similar. Azudu's hands were consistently high, man. And it was just nothing ever looked complete. Right? Right? Where like the hands would work well and the feet didn't move with them, uh, if he didn't, if the hand like didn't get there, he didn't he didn't set fully to the man and he'd be in that half man relationship and they'd work uh, a car you know past his, his outside shoulder. Um, stunt pickup was bad. I thought he overset with high pad level and it was just you look it looked like you know we talked about JMS first being overpowered. Well, it's just John Michael Smith with those high hands and and a bad punch guys were just clubbing him like they were going they were attacking his shoulder and they had nothing stopping them from doing that because of his high high and late hands and and not playing to the full man where you're head head to head you know have like a like you're looking head to head against each other like he's setting out towards them and it was just really bad pass protection when you consider that it's going up against backups like there was no reps out there that like like jeff simmons did versus the titans last year there was nothing like that but he did give up a sack even though it didn't count because there was some type of penalty on it he gave up a pressure like it was to me it was worrisome after the josh azuda was i think he was on my five guys to watch and yep you watched specifically for hand technique and the hands were consistently consistently coming in high and he overset a couple times he didn't set fully a couple times the stunt pickup was really bad for him you know there was a, a time where a, a guy lined up inside the tackle and he shows inside and azudu over over sets on that and he goes back to his outside shoulder and clubs through him and, sw- and swin you know swin d- works a swin move on him he was just constantly letting d lineman do what they wanted against him
1: so let me ask you a question, because there were a couple times I was trying to wash Josh Zudu's hands. Let me know if I'm wrong. A couple times I was trying to watch his hands, and they're coming up high, but also it it's not shooting out straight and, and punching, but it looked like it was the high school symbols that we see, like and not what Andrew Thomas does. I don't want to say that, but it doesn't look like he's shooting his hands straight. It looks like he's trying to come around the defender's arms, the defender's hands, and, and and gain a grasp there. Tell me about the differences between a, what a guy like Andrew Thomas is trying to accomplish at the tackle spot, which we've talked about all the time with his hands, versus what you would want an interior offensive lineman to accomplish with their hands. Because I do think that they're inevitably different because they're doing two very different things, especially in pass pro.
0: Well, hand usage is just so much different on the outside versus the inside. Where hand usage on the outside is... Like, it's, it's important, but it all starts with your footwork, right? Where when you've got the guards versus defensive tackles, you know, stronger defensive tackles, that's where, that's where you make, you know, that's where you see Dexter Lawrence make his money using his hands and getting his hands on, on offensive linemen and being able to overpower because you were, it's just, there's just less space in between the two of you. So you kind of got to come out and put hands on guys. And that's where you see Bredesen. We'll talk about Bredesen. Bredesen played well, despite the fact that he did give up a sack. You know, It was kind of on a trick play that didn't work out. Um, and, and JMS, where Thomas, it's like these guys, it's about their footwork. It's about the speed getting around the corner. It's about if you're working an inside move, yeah, your hands are important, but the feet are more important. So where Thomas is like... Edge rushers use your hands against you, and and so do defensive tackles. But there's a lot, there's a lot less space to where the offensive alignment should win the hand battle. You're not close, you know, like where a defensive end is closing space and can, can kind of like telegraph when those hands are coming out. Where a defense offensive lineman, you should be bringing that punch to them, and and again, you're not you shouldn't be lunging either. So yep. it's just consistently, a, it's a lot of different things with the zudu, but it does start with the high hands.
1: Yep. And it's also frustrating to watch Azudu because now kind of, I guess, transitioning to the run game. It's frustrating to watch him because, man, he is athletic. And a lot of those plays where the Giants were putting their interior offensive linemen, putting their offensive linemen out in space and telling them, you know, go out and just run and get in front of somebody. You know, there were times where Azudu, I feel like, had some reach blocks where there's, an, where there's an interior defensive lineman that's to the right of him, um, lining up on his, like, right side, on his right foot. And Azudu's got to get over there and get his hat on the other side of that interior D line. And, man, he does it. You know, And his hands don't look great, but you can see the athleticism. You can see if he can put it all together that there's a good lineman there, but he just hasn't put it together so far.
0: With Bredesen, I don't want to spend too much time on Bredesen. He was basically the same as last year. Um, despite the fact they gave up a sack which was doing some player profile notes didn't give up a sack last year I'm, exi- I'm excited to talk about Ben Bredesen and do some comparisons with other guys Uh but Bredesen looked good like the like the sack that he gave up was was that fake reverse to Isaiah Hodgins and then they had a two-man route that was just totally covered so that play was going to end up being either a sack or Tommy DeVito throwing the ball away and DeVito tried to You know, stay, you know, move up in the pocket and turn the sack. Now, for Ben Bredesen's sake, he would have liked someone else to give that up, but it wasn't like he got, you know, this quick initial loss. But outside of that, he was really good, working his hands, working independent hands, uh, was, you know, pretty fun, pretty, uh, was solid in the run game. Really, the run game issues came from, what the Lions were doing, where they were shooting guys into certain gaps and trying to create a clog in the middle, and then looping the linebacker into like the either the B or the C gap, and then James Robinson not reading that well, and also the tight ends and tackles had some bad blocks in the run game too. That so like the interior actually was fine in the run game. It was the tackles and the tight ends and the running back that I thought contributed to it, which makes sense with the personnel the Giants were playing. Uh, the rookie corners. may need therapy <laughs> just kidding they did good but they, why don't you talk to us about better help
1: they did good this show is sponsored by better help i waved i waved the phone at bobby it's like let me read the ad and then <laughs> that's why the pause was there uh whatever it is whatever you may need whether it is dealing with the fact that The Giants don't have a slot corner. No, but the therapy is serious. And whether you're thinking about your future, whether you're thinking about maybe uh, improving your relationship, a career change, BetterHelp has got some answers for you or they're going to help you find out some answers, which is helpful too. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries and empowers you to be the best version of Yourself. It's entirely online. You don't need to leave your home designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash talking Giants to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Giants. Bobby Skinner, you'll be glad you did.
0: You'll be glad you did. The corners. Deontay Banks. I was really impressed with his film. Like, really impressed. Now I will say the debate, like the play that Jamison Williams dropped it. That wasn't that wasn't a horrible coverage. But Jamison Williams beat him. That was a drop. I know the argument's been that, oh, well, he got his hands in there, and I'm glad that he did get his hands in there. That that ball was dropped by Jamison Williams. He dropped he, the
1: ball before. Banks got his hands in there.
0: Yeah, he realized it was a drop it, 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 and his hands came apart and then Banks got his arms. And hey, maybe if he doesn't, you know, drop that ball, Banks does rip it out, but that was a drop and that was beat and that he got beat on that play. There but besides that, I thought his film was excellent. There was a curl route where he ran the route for the wide receiver. I thought he was physical. The Dane Bell interception Cordell, or Cordell Floyd, Deontay Banks, he, like, he lost the release on that and fought for inside leverage, and that would have been a pass breakup by uh, Deontay Banks if that ball wasn't overthrown. Like, outside of that one deep shot to Jamison Williams, I thought Deontay Banks' coverage looked really, really good. Um And then Hawkins, on the other hand, and then we can talk about them both, I thought was up and down. Now, I don't really worry about the casts he gave up from off coverage versus little, you know, five-yard hitches or out routes, but... On the fourth down, Jason Pinnock pass breakup. He got smoked. He got smoked. He got over aggressive on a on a cut and left Jamison Williams, I believe it was, wide open down the field. And the quarterback just didn't throw it. And then we talked about this on on the uh, the other one. He got beat on a whip route where the ball got tipped at the line of scrimmage. So his two worst plays, he wasn't really target. He wasn't. He didn't, he didn't have to pay for them, but he gave up catches and the other stuff where it wasn't, uh, bad coverage. So you did see it against Lions backups that Hawkins still has some ways to go. We got the player profile coming out for you tomorrow where we talk a little more deeper in his profile, but there is some issues there. But Banks, man, for a guy who was, you know, those first four days of camp were really bad, really, really bad. And it wasn't just like people being over analyzing a rookie corner. Like it was like, if it was, it was like he was like the worst player out there. His film was really good versus Alliance.
1: There was it was a first and ten. There was four minutes and fifty five seconds left in the second quarter. The play wound up being a check down throw in the flats, uh, where Cam Brown came in as a free rusher, um, and I forget who made the tackle, but there was absolutely no opportunity for there to be a throw deep down the field. But it looks like Banks. Got beat with a little bit of a double move, Um, and I still like think. Now I agree with you that Banks had a he had a I thought he had a great game. It was cool to see him out there. Um, It was cool to see that he didn't allow a catch. I believe there was three targets, no catches. The dude over since since the first four days of camp, I feel like he has barely allowed a catch, whether that be in Giants. Giants versus Giants practices, Giants-Lions joint practices, and now even the preseason game. Like, we haven't said Deontay Banks' name because he just hasn't allowed any catches. I still overall do feel that quick and sudden movements, whether that is at the release or whether that is maybe even at the stem of the route, I still do feel that, like, Bank, Banks has, Banks has got room to grow in that category, and we got to be on the lookout for that.
0: Yeah, I did think he struggled after. What was the time stamp on that play again? Uh,
1: four four minutes and fifty five seconds left. Um, In the first so it, quarter. Uh, s- uh, s- uh, second quarter. Okay. Second quarter.
0: So let me see if I can maybe share my screen and show that for the YouTube crowd. Whoa. Um Yeah. So he did lose a release. So that is the like he was able to recover really well, and I also like I know because Jamison Williams was picked top twelve. You know, twelfth. It's. We know, Justin, that the Lions are not very happy with Jameson they hate and him. it and it doesn't just start with the gambling thing. Like yeah. there's
1: issues there. I don't, like I'm not evaluating Jameson Williams as Trey Hawkins or Deontay Banks going up against like, oh, this is the twelfth pick of the draft and this is a good test. Yeah, I'm it's not, not going up against Garrett
0: it. Wilson or Chris Olave, yeah. basically. Or, or like
1: or like Amon Ra Saint like even like Amon Ra St. Brown, just like on the Lions. Like, you know, I would have loved to see him play a little bit. Yeah,
0: so yeah. that's the thing. It's I see, if we are playing, like you said, Amon Ross-St. Brown and Deontay Banks is covering him, I see Amon Ross-St. Brown dominating that matchup. But that is also, and maybe Amon Ross, but when we do play teams that aren't the Dallas Cowboys week one, which makes this conversation a little annoying, we should not have Banks or Hawkins covering the best receiver on the outside. Correct. Adore still should be out there for that, right? Yeah. Because I do think Banks and Hawkins will both both struggle against the better wide receivers yeah. in the NFL and guess what we play a lot of them
1: I don't want to poo-poo like it sounds like I, I I'm, I'm nitpicking one play and I'm bringing out one play I don't want to poo-poo and nitpick Deontay Banks and against the Lions like it was it was seriously fun and it was seriously great but um if the If this is like a lineup that we're going to roll out there with, Bobby, with like Trey Hawkins on the outside, a rookie six-round corner, Deontay Banks, a first-round corner rookie on the outside, maybe like a Dory Jackson in the slot. We've seen that happen you know, quite a few times. If that's like a lineup that we're going to be rolling out with, there is a lot of pressure on these rookies. And I think the pressure is more on Deontay Banks because he is the first-round pick. And I think because some of his flaws – can allow, yeah, I don't want
0: him covering wide receiver ones. Sorry. Some of
1: his flaws can allow some big plays versus Trey Hawkins. I think Trey Hawkins and his flaws can maybe allow some catches, and there's also maybe another flaw where Trey Hawkins can allow some big plays where maybe at the catch point can Trey Hawkins make a play on the football, which we can talk about that. But uh, there's a lot of pressure on Deontay Banks, and there's a lot of expectation. So I, I'm, I'm happy that he had a great first, first game, and I'm happy that he's barely allowed a catch over the last two weeks, which is great. With Jalen Hyatt. Well, well, can I can I mention – uh, right, I thought you were going to talk about Trey Hawkins. Um, I want to mention one thing about Trey Hawkins. Um, I think I saw one of the Big Blue Banter guys say this, and if it's not them, I'm sorry. But um, I saw somebody on Twitter say, I almost wish that Timon Fox didn't get that great QB hit. On, yeah, it was full-auto. Uh It was Fulato. So I, I almost wish that Timon Fox didn't get that great QB hit on the quarterback because in a way – one of the things that we need to see from Trey Hawkins is when he – we know that he can cover guys well down the field, and he he's shown that. But what we need to see from Hawkins, and this was even a little bit at Old Dominion, is – can you make a play on the football? In a contested catch situation, and maybe like a 50 ball 50-50 ball scenario or even like a back shoulder, can you make a play on the football? And that's a situation where we saw that in Giants camp where he has guys well covered, but he allows catches when he even when he's like has sticky coverage. So I would have liked to see the ball actually cleanly delivered there to see if he can make a play on the ball. And then also, there was another play. Second quarter, six minute, six minutes and thirty-nine seconds to go on a first down. Uh Hawkins had his guy locked down forces him out to the sideline he doesn't allow the inside and he you know is really pressing him towards the sideline the ball is thrown out of bounds it's a it's a bad throw by the quarterback probably a good decision to not throw the ball in bounds. Because oh, Hawkins
0: crashing up on the guy.
1: Yeah, because Hawkins maybe could have had an interception. So that's like something that again, I'm selfishly saying, I would have loved if that ball was thrown in bounds because maybe Hawkins could have got an interception or made a play on the ball in a pass breakup. But instead, it was just really good coverage and the ball was thrown out of bounds. So I'm waiting for that situation and that play where I want to see Hawkins in in game action make a play on the football when he when he does have good sticky coverage.
0: Yeah. He did a really good – that was a really good rep where he, he forced him into the sideline on that play where if the ball was in bounds, like it, I don't even know if that ball even gets to the receiver's hands. But, yeah, I mean, one of – again, we're talking about Trey Hawkins on a player profile in this week, and one of the notes from the draft on me is bad ball skills down the field leads to big plays. Um, Jalen Hyatt, there's not much to say, but it's – there's needs some work on the release, but he just was kind of never in an opportunity to – get the ball in this game now I, there was a couple times where i thought he kind of had an inside track on an inside breaker and it's like keep that thing vertical more keep those safeties honest or keep that corner honest but uh, he wasn't getting a ton of separation versus man coverage um he wasn't going down the field obviously a ton but it's like those are the things that we need him to get better and he just was not able to get a ton of separation on those and then that one trick not trick play but the trickeration play where they did the reverse I thought he could have done a better job, like, attacking the safety and getting his hips to show one way and then popping out to the corner, and he kind of just, like, let the safety keep his hips square and then broke, and then the safety, the safety hips open with him and run with him. Um, but, yeah, he just wasn't able to get separation on the short and intermediate routes.
1: How often did he face press at Tennessee? Very, almost ne- never. So I think that's going to be a little transition- and maybe welcome to the NFL a little bit as, you know, but before the sticks, if he's getting hands on him, and, you know, we, we know that he's a small guy, you know, he's, he's a, he's a thin guy and you know uh, that's partially what makes him so fast is because he's, is he's, he's thin and he doesn't have a lot of, doesn't have a lot of meat or, or, or fat on his bones. Um, so that's why he can fly and hit that 24 miles per hour marker, but um, he's going to have to fight through that physical, you know, those, you know, some physical corners and he's going to have to fight through some contact.
0: Yeah, there was definitely like times of the release where it's like he's trying to avoid it instead of going through, through it and which allows those, you know, you know, it drifts your routes and kind of telegraphs where you want to go. Where it's like, Hey, if you're drifting inside to avoid this press, there's a good chance you're doing an in breaking route and that put gives it away. Where if you're able to get through that press and get and stack that corner and get on front of him, you can throw a little fake to the right and then break left and get that guy's sauce. Where if he's just on, he's just. If he just has outside leverage on you, he knows, hey, there's no way this guy's go- turning this into an out router. He's running right into me, so uh, or you know or else he would have done an outside release. So that's something that he's going to have to get better at. But again, I I, I do think he's going to have a specific role to start. But Isaiah Hodgins like getting some second team reps in uh, practice yesterday, uh, where they did a lot of eleven on eleven, being out there like. Hodgins' role is diminishing a bit for Jalen Hyatt.
1: And I think even
0: Sterling Shepard a little bit, too.
1: But Hodgins' role and the purpose that he serves is so different. It blends a little bit with Shep. But it's so different than what Jalen Hyatt's going to bring to the table, where that's why it's like very much they're going to coexist together. It's just a matter of how much can Jalen Hyatt separate himself from from Isaiah Hodgins like hey can you be that deep you know deep down the field guy how often are you going to be able to get open because I'm confident Isaiah Hodgins is at least going to be serviceable and getting open in the in the quick game the intermediate game and kind of near and at or before the sticks
0: I feel like we should have a Hodgins conversation at some point before before we get into the season maybe that'll be a good that's you know what we do one more mailbag before the season that'd be a great mailbag question boom Ask us about Isaiah Hodgins' role. And ask us about DraftKings. Guess what? New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code WORLD. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code WORLD, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort Kansas. In West Virginia, Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibility in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Called at 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most other states, but age varies by jur- jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Often required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg, uh, leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposits restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.com DraftKings. Slash baseball terms. You'll be glad you did. And here is license plate guy in the van. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, we now welcome onto the van. Our good friend. Ring of honor member.
2: Mm. First, first round.
0: Dave Tolson was technically first. Shit. Anthony Tamano was second. And then you were third. Third. Third fan <laughs> But you and Anthony went in at the same time. So it's, you're, you're, it's a the ring Father of honor. You know we that. are interviewing a ring of honor member here in Detroit. License plate guy, Joe Rubek. What's going on, man? How you doing?
2: I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me in the van. It's my first time in the van. Really? It is.
0: I know. Yeah. Because we usually do the fan fest uh, for your record prediction and <laughs> interview and stuff. And they, uh, and they took that away I from need, us. I need help.
1: So I, besides, I, feel com- yeah, I feel comfortable doing that with you, and now <laughs> yes. that should be a compliment to you. Yes,
2: thank you. So
0: <clears throat> I, I don't want to go, because we're putting this out next week, because so I don't want to go too in the weeds of the joint practice, but what were, like, some couple things that stood out for you? It doesn't even have to be, like, play on the field. I know there was a story you are telling us about Isaiah Hodgins. Players oh, the yeah. The,
2: Isaiah, first of all, there's, there's so much talk going on in joint practice. is great. And none more than C.J. Gardner. He, was, he had to have been mic'd up for the Lions because he j- just did not stop talking crap um but it's funny because on one play isaiah absolutely cooked him and uh cj was talking so much stuff after it isaiah got up and he was like dude you're on a one-year deal i'd relax if i was you and i was mm. like oh who heard that who heard that it was it was <laughs> awesome i saw isaiah after practice and I, I told him i heard he was like that was a good line right i'm like it was, it was, it was awesome hodges might have had that one ready
0: to go <laughs> he, because, he had to, he had to have because hodges is a smart dude um yeah, so that it was it was pretty fun to see out here. Obviously, like, you know, day one wasn't as like good as we've seen from the Giants offense, all at Giants training camp, but day two I thought was a lot better. Um here, I, I want to ask you this question. It's been my favorite question to ask all offseason. Which wide receiver leads the Giants in receiving this oh, season?
2: Oh yeah. Oh man. Uh you know what? I'm gonna stick with Isaiah Hodgins. I really am. Receiving yards. Really? Yeah. Receiving yards. I'll tell you why. I I jumped on his bandwagon like everybody else did last year. But I also kind of held back a little bit in my own mind because there wasn't an array of people that you're going to throw the ball to. Right. So he wasn't like, oh, my God, this Amani Toomer, this, uh, you know, whoever. But the more I watched him, the more he, he – I know, we're trying to get that fly, man.
0: I know, it's the brutal.
2: The more he, he balled out last year, which he did – he kept showing up. He kept uh, uh, bowling out in practice. He's doing the same thing right now. So why wouldn't it believe you? You know why wouldn't it, yep. it just you know I be just the think, same path?
0: I just think it'll be Darius Slayton because he's one. I think he's the most targeted guy out here in these practices. But he's just he's been the go-to answer for three or four seasons.
2: I don't think he's going to be the go-to this year.
0: I really don't.
2: I don't. I don't but, think he okay. You think he was? I don't even think he was a go-to last year. I th- I absolutely I mean he yeah. was he was their
0: leading receiver he led them I, in yards for the route run like maybe not like he may not even get the most most catches but I do think he'll lead them in yards because he's going to create the big plays but so so but you said Hodgins.
1: I do what do you say well I I also say Slayton but with Hodgins, um we're seeing this more and more where he actually had you know for all. You know the offense had a good day. The offense had a you know, the offense had a bad day. Then the offense had a, a better day the second day. I think Hodgins is going to be one of those guys that is a much better like in game wide receiver oh, yeah. with better production than like what you're going to see in practice.
2: You, you know it's funny this, a podcast like this comes out and you know we're talking about the players that we're actually talking about right now, and you'll get a million people that'll be like, oh, you guys are disrespecting so-and-so, and and you're leaving out, you know, Shep, and you're leaving out everybody. And I don't want to sit here and say if they stay healthy, if this, if that. It is part of the problem. It is part of your career. I mean, shoot, if Shep, you know, stays healthy, the guy is is healthy. He's the the best wide receiver on the team. By far, for I can't tell you how many years, the guy would be in the Hall of Fame without injury. I mean, he would have set unbelievable numbers as a New York Giant if he stayed healthy. But you know, uh, that's part of the, you know, that's part of part your of career. Unfortunately, yeah, for sure, it's the way it goes. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sticking with that. Um, you know, hey, look, you got 17 wide receivers to pick from right now. That's crazy. <laughs> well, who do you see coming off the field for when they want to put high on the field? I know they'll rotate, but who do you, who do you think out of so Slayton,
0: uh, uh, Hodgins, and Campbell are the three starters right now? Who yeah. do you think reps? Like I mean, come on, you, you've you seen
2: it, and you saw it in yesterday's practice, and you've seen it in today's practice, so there's only one name that comes to mind when you say it, who? Together? Hodgins. We, we already know Hodgins is going to be the one coming in. You said coming in off of them, No, right? what I'm
0: saying is, like, when—, when Hiatt, Hyatt? Who's,
1: who's like—
2: Hodgins,
0: yeah, 100%. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so let me so let me Hyatt's throw this really out there. To watch, man. It's, not, I, it's I agree. not solely speed.
1: You know the NASCAR package that we had back in the day, the defensive he, he, line? Correct. You do wide receivers. I want to bring back the NASCAR package with 11 personnel of Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton, Jalen Hyatt, Darren Waller. That's our new NASCAR package. Can we start to push? that? Actually,
2: you can add to that, and you could go five across at a point, Stay and, let, and and let you correct and let you know, Daniel Jones do his thing. Um, no
1: quarterback, everybody lines up at receiver.
2: Dude, that, that's <laughs> you, a, could, you but, could take you could take Barkley. <laughs> I think Barkley is a tremendous weapon. So do you guys. I love that they that he's back. I love that he signed the one year deal. Whatever I still whatever's in the in the past, you can still take him off the field and put another wide receiver in and that wide receiver is gonna be a Beasley. Yep. Yeah, so sure. you know, you're gonna do five across and you're gonna let Daniel Jones just do his thing.
0: But that is like it's I don't know how good this offense is gonna be this year, but like that package that Justin just said i sure they didn't have any speed outside of Darius Sleep. Nothing. Like, they, it was like they would put Marcus Johnson on the field because he was fast and they could just run a clear-out route. Like, he never was not an intended target. He was simply just clear out the safety for yeah. a crosser underneath. And now they have four guys that they can put out there who are, like, you know, top of their position with speed-wise – and then Darren Waller, who's just top of his position in general, and and high, we we'll see we'll see what he ends up being as a rookie, but he's starting to
2: like look good. Colin yeah, Johnson, the, the a offense, lot of Joe. Lead Colin there. Johnson's could,
1: could play <laughs> the offense, Joe. Like it when when we end the year, if we're around the same area, like I think we were like sixteenth in like points per drive or points per game, whatever, like, whatever like that. We could be twelfth, and that's like around the same area, around the same points, which is improvement. But I I think overall, Joe, since twenty fifteen. We haven't known what offense looks yeah. like as Giants fans, and I think we've like we've forgotten what like efficient, capable, explosive offense we've forgotten. Even in 2016, when it was only Odell, that offense was still like bottom of the barrel, explosive. Because now there's like multiple guys that you can go to, and I'm really excited to just see it yeah. all out in the field yeah, that's at one a,
2: time. That's a really good way to look at it because a lot of people, and especially when you get onto social media, they'll. They'll take that point and they'll yell at Giants fans for being so happy about, you know, uh, what's the day I went to Kansas City, um, Richie James. So, so you you look at a Richie James and you'd be like, oh, and we and we overhyped. Which Richie that, James but, was but good, that, but we overhyped. That the is what players. I'm saying. Yeah. From what you, the last line that you just gave was we attach ourselves to something yeah. because we're we're in the desert and we see an oasis and we're just right. starving for something it's somewhat working <laughs> and it, and it is so so I don't I don't mind taking the heat on social media not me everybody when you just you know put all your eggs in one basket because you think this person is going to be that good because yeah. we're hoping that they're that good and Richard James is a classic example of that
1: yeah for sure
0: What is Mm. your record prediction for the 2023 New York Giants?
2: So, last year for you guys was the first time in my life I ever predicted under. It was only a
1: game. I think you have to do it again because that's what the Giants need.
2: And I'm going to say the same same thing now so they could get us one above. I'm going to go nine, even though I want to say double digits. I always say double digits. I'm going to do the nine because I want the Giants to have ten. Nine and eight.
0: Isn't it crazy how, like, the Giants kind of beat us into last year being like, no, just don't have optimism. And then they freaking do good. Like this, so, It's like, no more
2: optimism. Let's just see it. And then they finally did look, good. Look, the, the Giants 100% outplayed just above their heads, wound up to catch lightning in a bottle from this new coach, The GM, everything clicked. They were winning games. We were, oh, my God, we were winning games in the beginning. We didn't start off 0-2. So, uh, you know, I'm always an uh, uh, an optimist. I'm always going to see it like that. You know, I do want the Giants to feed off of what they did last year, and and, and I believe they will. I mean, look, look at the division again. Um, The Eagles are who the Eagles are. Can't believe they keep signing players. Dallas is going to crap the bed. You know, whenever they do. Are we beating them week one? We're, we have to. we're not. It's not even going to be a game. Wow. It's not. I'm well, I hope say- it
0: is a game because if it's not a game, I feel bad.
2: No, no, you're not going to feel bad. It's Dallas. You feel bad. We
0: have to win that game.
2: We're, the Giants are going to destroy the Dallas Cowboys week one. I oh, don't know how many people are gonna send me this shit on Twitter, dude. Who oh, cares? No.
0: It's, you, who gives a damn. It's dude. It's could, can
2: I? Can I? Real like, quick. Like when we
0: lost to the playoffs and the Eagles, like
2: I am the so compared what? to me,
0: I put like I had a, pa- a path to I victory and it. I was believing. I was like, we're. I was, I was like, we're gonna win, and I. I would much rather do that. Oh, ha ha, Bobby, ha ha,
2: you stink. You got them winning. I don't understand that mentality. Yesterday's practice, I almost didn't want to read anything last night. Yesterday's yeah. practice had Daniel Jones going back to college. I don't understand. I thought he had a, it was an okay practice. He overthrew players, which you and I spoke about, and I'm okay with that as well. You know what, Hyatt? Let me see how, real, how fast you really yeah. are. Well, how me big see, really are you if you can catch this? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Who gives a shit? Good job. Overthrow him. It's the, I did express to you guys, the behind the pass behind the player Jones has, and he does have that in his repertoire. He does throw behind a player every now and then, and I saw it again today, and I didn't like it. It's only two or three balls that I see, but it's two or three balls a practice. Yep. Now, how is that going to translate to the game? Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, he can only get better, and I believe he is the guy. So uh, the the you know you do know, social media the the people that hate you know Jones. Ha ha! Here's the mid Jones we all knew way to pay him all that money, see him four years, and they'll complain for four years. The people that want to see Jones do well, they'll be on your side. They'll be on Jones' side, which all that—that's all that matters. And you should only hope that Jones outperforms his contract. Yep. Jones will do
0: well this year. It's just a matter of how well. Like he's not there. If he is not, if we come after this season and like, man, that was bad quarterback play, I'd be shocked. The question I'd for be me pissed. now is. Can we get into like where you are consistently in the Dak Kirk Cousins range, but also step your game up in the playoffs, which those two guys don't always do that. Right. Um, that is the question for me is can you get into those guys' range and and also do it in the playoffs as well? That's that's really the question mark I have for Daniel Jones. I know he's like yeah. he's, a, he's well, I mean, a that's a, that's he's a, a great good quarterback a in good, the NFL.
2: It's a good question, Mark, because he only got to show it one game last year. Yeah. Correct. And I mean, he, did, he did. Well, two games. He and, he, and He had one really
0: good versus And one goal. really bad. Correct. It was a bad defense, yes, but guess what? He had a, a
2: fucking perfect game. I don't know why you have the, to oh. – why do you have to – But, do you have but to, no, no, it, but it was like – I don't give a shit that I'm the talking, defense was bad. Okay, but
0: it was a bad defense. You know what doesn't always happen versus a bad defense? Perfect games where you right. score every single every drive single. unless there's a drop. Correct. Bad okay. defense or not. You know what? That bad, You're talking bad that, defense. You're right. That was a good offense, too, that outscored a lot of really good yes. offenses that year. So, any, like, yes, any, you do not, what my point is, you, there should be no apologies for beating a bad defense because guess what? Bad defenses usually don't give up a score in every damn drive unless it's a Darius Slayton drop. Mm. Then
2: don't freaking apologize when the Giants destroy the Cowboys on week one. Oh,
0: Ooh. what I'm saying is, I,
1: I,
2: I said it.
0: What I was saying is, if there's yeah. a blowout, it's probably Dallas blowing us out because they're more talented. <laughs> So I just hope it's a close (laughs) win for the Giants.
1: Um, Any other final observations from Lions-Giants practice?
2: Uh, I really enjoyed um, watching Dex destroy everybody. Everybody. Uh, He happened to be on the other field where I was, uh, but I got to see some of it. I know you guys were a little closer when it came to that. I did see um, uh, JMS... Uh, do very well. He did, which was nice Uh, to see him not against Dex. Big time, correct. I think he is obviously, you know, the starting center, um, and he will be through the year, and I think he'll be, you know, he'll be there for a decade. But uh, I don't think you have to worry about the man in the middle. What was it like seeing us be a bunch of clowns for for two days? I thought it was great, actually. Uh, When I first saw you guys and you uh, got credentialed and you – had to go into the special room uh, for special kids. Mm. I I thought I actually was really happy for you guys because honestly, you know, I knew you guys when you were coming up. Uh, You've worked really hard. You put out really good content. You spend a ton of time with the X's and O's and breaking stuff down where I would never have the time to do that nor want to. So, you know, good things happen to those people that work hard. So congratulations, and you're some fucking clowns.
0: Yeah, Dable today. Uh, I'm just gonna clip out that part. Yeah, of You're so fucking. D- Dable today <laughs> went up to went up to us and read out a long play, and I was like, oh. "All right." I was like, "I was like," he's like, "No, sp- come, like spit it back, to me. I just, I I'm gonna even quiz know you saying. guys, and um, and it's like as much as like we know about football, it's like, man, if we were in a film room, it, we would just be lost.
1: Um, but I, I And I also wanted to reply to him. I'm going to be like, okay, well, you want me to read back a, a complicated play? Here's this DraftKings ad read. Read the disclaimer with, in a with, minute or with less. A disclaimer for every state. Gambling problem, oh, call man. 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call one 800 Like, do, doing that. Right. He, guarantee he wouldn't be able to do it. No.
0: If we have a DraftKings <laughs> ad on it. this pod, we're, we're going to do it right after this. All right, that's <laughs> the license plate guy. Appreciate you, as always. No doubt. Hope you enjoyed your first trip in the van.
2: It is so freaking hot in here, bro.
0: I know. we got to crank this AC for <laughs> Duggan. All right. Goodbye. That's an interview. That's an interview. Let's get out of this fucking van.
2: <laughs> hey, Shula, you better hope I never get back in I will kick your f- Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. And have some
0: fun. All right. Thanks LPG for joining us. A pleasure as always. Um, Justin, what, Uh, do you want to do one guy to watch for in the next preseason game? So we won't have a regular pod until then.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed I'm expecting that expecting
0: starters to play. Dave will kind of confirm that.
1: Yeah. I'm a little disappointed that, you know, we had a little bit of time before we threw it to LPG. I'm disappointed I, di- I didn't get to hear you break down the Javarius Owens almost interception play because you did a you did a little bit of a breakdown on that on social media. Ah, uh,
0: dude, Javarius Owens had an
1: interception
0: and practice the first day we're not there. Did me oh shit? Yeah, the ball now the ball got tipped up by Darian Beaver, so it made me let me breathe a, breathe a little bit of a sigh. Wait, of wait, relief. wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. We need to we need to talk about this. The pod that we were like the Lions preview pod. Are we like are the Giants gonna get any interceptions? They oh, didn't they've get... been interception city since then. <laughs> they got two in the game, um, and then they got two in practice um, on a uh, on Monday, which is which is crazy. Which, so now, yeah, we're interception. I city. want to
0: put that in perspective. So they had two, Dane Belton had one, Javarius Owens had one on Monday practice. They had two in the preseason game. Before that. In 11 practices, they had one, maybe two, if you count the fact of the Jason Pinnock one-hander. No, was I don't after count that. A, no. Yeah, it was after a clear, the play is dead. Daniel Jones literally just threw it up because the play was clearly dead. The only other one was on the second team where uh, Cam Brown tipped it up to Carter Coughlin. That was the only interception in team period through 11 practices, 11 on 11. Insane, and then I, I would love to see the video of the date. Maybe it's out on the Giants' website now. Maybe it um, is. But yeah, Javarius Owens, I'm excited for him. Watching him in the preseason action, I thought he played like really well, um, and I'm, I'm hoping he gets a role in this team eventually. Like I really like Javarius Owens, man, and I felt a little, I felt a little uh, like validated after one preseason game.
1: Yeah, because what I feel like what he did well kind of matched his uh, matches his draft profile. Um, he he was physical, kind of came up in the run game. He was a good tackler, played fast, played hard, played fast. Instinctively so in like, coverage. That's like the main thing that you kind of want your day three players to do, and he did that. Um, and even Alex Cook was super fun too, which is making a, you know. The safety room and safety depth that we were questioning kind of throughout the spring, and you know, is anybody going to step up? It's it's honestly some of the guys that maybe we didn't expect to step up. Like, no, you expected Javarius Owens, but you know, uh, I like Javarius Owens and Alex. Well, we Cook. said
0: the safety battle is probably the most fun because it's so wide open. Yeah, and you have like yeah, all, like legitimate
1: guys out there. But even like uh, you know, I, I feel like these guys are kind of pushing Bobby McCain a little bit, you know, and maybe making his roster spot a little bit in question.
0: McCain's definitely been the least, the worst performing safety throughout camp. I
1: I'd don't agree. think
0: that's even close.
1: He had a run stop, but he, you know, he against the lines, but he wasn't. He was untouched, and it was a nice tackle. Uh, but I, you know, he's supposed to be like a guy that has like prowess and coverage. We heard good things out of the spring, but just hasn't been the same throughout the summer. All right, do we have
0: any? All right, let's do the let's do one. Your one guy to watch for in the preseason. <sighs> okay. so we're expecting starters to play. Can't say Evan Neal because we don't know if he's going to play. You know who it is for me? Tell me. We saw the Jets O-line, D-line, F with the Panthers. Kayvon, you should dominate this Panthers offensive line.
1: Yeah. It's Kayvon for me. Kayvon for you. I think even if Darren Waller doesn't play, Daniel Bellinger should play. And I'm interested to see how he does and how he's targeted and what he looks like. So I'm going to say Daniel Bellinger.
0: Okay. All right, cool. He was like at the top of my list for the first one last year, like watch his blocking. Yep. Um.
1: They've been using the tight ends out wide uh, like Ryan uh, research Rick pointed this out because of course he does. Uh, they've been using their tight ends out wide a ton. And, like, Ryan Jones had, like, the biggest disparity of, like, (laughs) I think he only took one snap with his hand in the dirt. Um, So now as we get more like, hey, let's get Daniel Bellinger in the fold, maybe Darren Waller will play, Um, I'm interested to see the splits of you know how much they're willing to adjust the offense to when Daniel Bellinger's on the field versus when Darren Waller's out on the field. I've talked about the tight end in, in line versus out wide splits all summer because I think it's one of the more fascinating things about this offense.
0: You want to know who my top five for the first preseason game versus the Patriots was last year?
1: Okay. You, uh, Number Danny one, Bellinger Daniel
0: one. Bellinger. In parentheses, blocking specifically. Yep. Micah McFadden, Quincy Roche. Yusuf Corker, and then Shane Lemieux.
1: Mm. Shane Lemieux quietly having...
0: He had a really... Shane Lemieux had a good preseason game. And he had a good one last year before the hurt. But it's just at a point with Lemieux where it's just like, I don't see him making the roster.
1: He's playing well enough where you kind of maybe feel like they should maybe make room. Uh, No, I, I just think there's more
0: important players to make room for on this roster.
1: He would get claimed by somebody.
0: I don't think so. No, you don't think it, you played, don't think it would be. He hasn't be a, played since his rookie year, basically.
1: Yeah, you don't think it would be a Ben Bredesen situation?
0: Ben I know we traded.
1: We we traded for Ben Bredesen. I get ben that. Ben
0: Bredesen but. was a second-year player, fourth-round pick. Shame he was a fifth-round pick who hasn't played a full game since his rookie year. All right, good. And point. And that was bad film. Good point um but i hope we keep on the practice squad all right that's an episode we will see you guys for player profiles this week and then we'll have a game recap of the giants versus the panthers appreciate you guys we'll see you then until then let's go big blue